0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 815. Today, the Bible Study Podcast concludes the study of the book of 2 Peter. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're in the last chapter of 2 Peter Chapter 3, the day of the Lord. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Saviour through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not carry away So that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be both glory now and forever. Amen. And so he wraps it up, and he wraps this up by looking forward to the day of the Lord, the day of judgment, the day when Jesus returns. He says that some people will say, Hey, where is he? Where is he coming? Isn't he come already? And this is something that it's interesting to see was true in Peter's day, let alone two thousand years later. That you know some will say if he were coming back he'd be back already, um, and that's that's at least what Peter was hearing. But Peter says, "Hey, <laughs> we have to remember that for God things are different. God thinks differently, and a day is like a thousand years, and thousand years are like a day. When you are unchanging as God is, that." the sense of time is different. He's not slow in keeping his promises. Why has God, why has Jesus not come back yet? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. When Jesus comes back, it's done. Now, the interesting thing there is I sometimes hear inside certain portions of the church, people who seem like they are looking forward with glee to seeing their neighbors destroyed when the day of judgment comes. And I don't think that is what God wants us to be because it says here that Jesus is delaying his coming or the father is delaying sending Jesus back again because he wants people to be saved. That the desire of God is that everyone is there and comes. And so we shouldn't take any glee in someone who being destroyed because that's one less person that comes back to God and it breaks the heart of God. And so when we find ourselves thinking that way, we are definitely not thinking with the mind of Christ. And then Peter talks about the earth was dist- it was built with water and it was destroyed by water. And next time it will be destroyed by fire. Just a little Old Testament cosmology for you. The understanding of people at the time who didn't have globes and didn't have satellites and things was that the blue sky was the waters above and that the oceans were the waters below. Um, we know that that's sort of true in the sense that the blue comes from water vapor in the atmosphere. And it does come. And that is one of the reasons why our atmosphere is blue uh, versus red, for instance, on Mars and uh, some of the other planets that have thinner atmospheres. But that's just his understanding here is he's talking about the creation, the destruction of the flood, and that, uh, that next time it will be destroyed by fire. And that basically is coming from the Genesis account of the flood that says, here's the rainbow in the clouds, this promise that I won't destroy the earth again in this way. It says, but the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. So when Jesus comes, it will not be expected. There won't be the predictions, you know, all these these preachers who say, you know, God is going to come October 25th, I figured it out, are by definition all wrong. If God was planning on coming in the 25th and they said that, he would come the 26th just because he is coming like a thief in the light. He is not coming at a time that people are going to be expecting him. The, but the Basic question that Peter's trying to get to here, he finally gets to here in his fifth paragraph. Since everything is going to be destroyed, since the day of the Lord is coming, since the earth is temporary, how should we live? And he's saying we ought to live holy and godly lives. Holy, again, set apart for God's use, and godly like God. As you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming, did you know that as you are helping your neighbors to see Jesus, as you're helping bring people to God, that you are speeding the day of the Lord's coming. Remember, if everyone would get to the point where everybody believed, then Jesus wouldn't have to hold off coming back. And so everyone who you can bring to the kingdom of God, everyone who you can be part of bringing to the kingdom of God by just inviting them to church or answering a question they have Or whatever it is, whatever small part you may play in that is bringing forward the day of Jesus' return. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens and the earth. The elements will melt to the heat. Ouch. But in keeping with the promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and new earth. So something will be destroyed, but something will be created. And in that new heaven and new earth, righteousness dwells. It will be right with God. Those in it will be right with God. So, dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, now, are you looking forward to this? (laughs) Is this something you are looking forward to? Is this something we are looking forward to? Certainly, we're looking forward to a day when it makes sense, when we don't open up the morning paper and say, this world is broken. And certainly, I have felt that this last few weeks. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. And then he talks about Paul. Our dear brother Paul wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way as in all his letters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand which ignorant, unstable people distort. Now, I'm not exactly sure which things people are distorting about Paul, but I know that there was the accusation that Paul is saying, should we go on sinning? Paul is saying we are saved by grace. He has to say, you know, am I saying go on sinning? No, perish the thought. And so certainly some people have taken them out of context that way in Paul's day as they have since then. And it's interesting too here, Peter says, as they do the other scriptures, Peter is saying in this letter that Paul's letters are scripture, that they are sent from God through Paul. It's one of the reasons why the early church fathers included Paul's letters in scripture. And of course, they included Peter's letters as well. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard, so you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. It is not God's intention, this is Chris talking, now. Peter talking, I do not think it is God's intention that we are fearful for our salvation, but it's also not God's intention that we use our salvation like life insurance or fire insurance, that we basically live however we want because we're saved. That is not the way Paul said it. That's not the way Peter is saying it. Paul is saying Peter is saying, don't fall from your secure position, but live in a way that is free from the error of the lawless. Live in a way that is following the leadership and following the example of Jesus. And with that, we're going to end this study and this episode of the Bible study podcast. If you have any questions, send an email. To host at the bible or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at the and thanks so much for listening.